Do you think do you think that a, a someone could hypnotize you enough to dig up a grave? I mean, I would just do that anyway because I'm curious. <laughs> but like, I don't think you'd have to work that hard. <laughs> nope. I don't. I don't know if I got that in me, man. Like the really? digging part. Yeah, but the opening of the thing. No, I don't think so. Mm-mm. Okay. I don't know though. If Elijah would asked, you know, stranger things have happened. Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where I, Gorehound Julia Marchesi, delves into my horror movie notebook to corrupt another one of my longtime chums, Terry Gamble, who is hiding in the creepy horror closet. My mission is to learn the gospel of horror movie survival and to incorporate Julia's wealth of wisdom to become a final girl disciple. Join us as we take a deep dive into everything from OG horror to newly released films, but prefer the classics on VHS. We'll talk about obscure details that no one else notices. Spin off into alternate casting universes, crush on some dodgy, foxy fellows, and creepy uncles, and arm ourselves with the knowledge necessary to become the the final final girl. Howdy, disco citizens. Welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. I am Julia. And I'm Terry. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> this week, 1972's Blackula. Title of this episode is Creme de la Creme of Camp. Apropos. Yes, it is. It is. Uh, and the, so tagline, yes. <laughs> the, the tagline for this movie, Blackula, Dracula's soul brother. So, <laughs> it's kind of a great tagline i love that they include the title of the movie in the tagline <laughs> like, well why wouldn't you you just like, you want to so say it a few times it's like very beetlejuice 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 like black yellow black yellow black yellow. <laughs> if i say it enough will you show up because i want him to show up oh me too uh <laughs> oh. this was written by joan torres and raymond koenig and directed by william crane uh, so this movie starts out transylvania 1780 we're getting right to it we're like oh okay getting some yeah. dracula action like nice. right into like the dining room of the count, right? I was like, okay, this is serious. This is like royal business. It looks like, and like you know, an attaché on on the go, and then you find out he's a prince, and I'm like, oh fuck yeah, he is. Like this guy is definitely royalty. The way he speaks, the way he carries himself, I was just like, ooh, like give me this like Shakespeare tones that he's giving us, you know, his oh. voice. And, and his I would, voice. I would pay to see him be uh, a fellow any day of the week. Anybody, any I mean, just any King King Lear, like like Macbeth. Richard the Third, like Macbeth. and all of it, Macbeth, like anything, like Jesus, that voice. Oh, I just want him to read me things, like maybe even the phone book, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so he is uh, Prince Mama Walde, who is there with his beautiful wife Luva, uh, and he has come to Dracula from his country to do a uh, protest and have tried to stop the stop the slave trade. Yeah, so, it's cross-cultural exchange here, right? And so mm-hmm. he's he's on an, an ambassador's mission to end atrocities. And so it's 1780 Transylvania, and he's coming to make a petition to ban slavery. Uh, and and you, 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 you count, so this Count Dracula in this, you've, Count Dracula's only in this for a very short amount of time. Uh, but yes. shout out to Charles Macaulay for doing this kind of cultured, he's, he is very uh, affluent, but also a slave owner and proud of it. And like a white supremacist Dracula. And I'm like, white that's supremacist Dracula. And I love this uh, um, device, you know, because it's like, wait, why would this guy be hoarding all this wealth? Where is he getting labor? How is he making things happen? I don't think Dracula would be above, you know, having slaves. Like he has his Renfield situation, right? And is willing to hypnotize people and make them do his bidding. 
Um, and I think this is all kind of in line with what he would do, right? And I love his response, like, sir, are you ill? Why are you asking me to stop a thing that is perfectly fine? You're like, oh, God, no, it's not fine, man. No, but you, it's funny because you think of Dracula, you have, oh, he kills people and he drains their blood and he has these wives that he keeps in his, you know, whatever. And like, that's fine. But then you paint him as a racist. You're like, oh, now I really, I really, really don't like you now. Step too far. I know Dracula was kind of hot before and now not, yeah, not so hot. much. Yeah, but Blackula... <laughs> yes. So uh, they tr he tries to capture him. There's a big fight uh, and he ends up knocking him out and he curses him basically with his vampire bite. And, and this is yeah. a, this is a pretty good one. You, cur you, you make someone a vampire and immediately lock them in a coffin forever. So they're alive and, and conscious. also not not just that, like also leave their their wife, you know, lovingly like screaming for him. So he's like, you're going to hear her scream for you, Blackula till you know the all of eternity till she dies and then you're just going to be alone and starving in a box yeah it's a and seal him in a room like very like uh phantom of the paradise kind of moment where yeah. he like locks him up in this room i was like oh he's getting walled in oh no oh no uh we have an animated opening sequence can i just mention that because i love animated opening sequences i did expect more from this movie and right on nor did I don't remember. I remember watching this movie like years ago and I did not remember this animated opening either. Like freaking I probably went to get a snack or something. That's my guess. Like we probably watched it like in a group somewhere. And I um, love, love, love. Like it looked like Ezra Jack Keats because one of my favorite like childhood authors, mm -hmm. like the drawings kind of reminded me of like his his children's books. It's that very 70s vibe, you know, and like the cool like. Um, it looks like paper, you know, used kind of as little cuts mm -hmm. and like little die cuts of things. Um, very South Park in my brain, like of like how they do their show, like with little die cuts and stuff. But um, very cool opening and like the little bats. You uh -huh. can see him like, you know, Dr Dracula, Blackula turning into a little bat and flying away and his little cape like flowing in the wind and all animated. It's so cute. Mm hmm. So then we jump forward to Transylvania present day, where we are in the castle, but now it is modern day. It is being bought by a gay couple who have come over and are ecstatic that they have found this creme de la creme of camp mansion. The antiques, honey. The antiques, honey. They're like, ooh, don't don't overvaluate this place. They're like negotiating and haggling with this Transylvanian, mm -hmm. you know, realtor and. It's and they, comedy. They're there for the money because we say this is Dracula stuff, but it's going to get us a gold mine. This is we've hit that we've hit it. Uh, right. So they, and they're a cute little interracial couple. Very 70s. We got Bobby with this big afro and Billy with his groovy, like swoopy blonde 70s hair. Like their outfits are great. Uh -huh. I love this. He's I got did a not... cigarette holder. <laughs> Yes, very fashion, like their little his like little bag, like side shoulder bag and everything, like everything they have on is just like the style in this movie is so on point. Like the yes. outfits are all freaking great. And it starts right here. So they send all of the loot back to L.A. Uh, where they think it would be groovy to use the coffin that they find as the guest bed in their in their house, which because it'll I, really freak people out because we got all this Dracula stuff. Right. Yeah. I would if I came over to somebody's house and they're like, you get to sleep in this coffin. And I was like, eh, I'd give it a give it a go for once. One try. Uh, I might opt for the couch if they offered me a coffin. I don't, I don't know. You don't need to close if it. If it was a used coffin. Because no, if, if it was like used by a dead person. No, if it's like fresh and clean. OK, this thing is like hundreds of years oh, old. Yeah, they got yeah. this antiques from member like this is like they brought all these antiques back. So all this stuff is all old. So. I cannot confirm or deny that there was already a dead person in that coffin. I'm okay with fresh coffin, not dead person coffin. 
Agreed. Agreed. Uh, so they end up opening the coffin in the uh, trying to Billy gets, cuts his arm pretty badly. And the, so they don't notice Black Blackula arriving from his coffin. Now he is here in L.A. modern day. And look, fresh blood steps away from him. Like right in front of him. He's like breakfast. You can see his <laughs> little like not, you know, nostrils and like knowingness like, oh, my goodness, like fresh meat. And so the guys are so consumed because the cut is pretty bad. Um, and so Bobby's trying to like stop and Billy's like, you're not even doing a good job. Why aren't you? But Bobby noticed uh, Blackula before Billy does. And he's like, uh, uh, nothing I can say. I'm, you know, paralyzed with fear. And Blackula's coming for him and he attacks Billy. And then he starts attacking Bobby, too, because, of course, you know, we've got two will- two vill- uh, victims right here. Um but I like that he attacked the white guy first because I was like, that's very classic in this moment. <laughs> and then uh, he goes after after Bobby, too. So we then cut to the family coming to visit Bobby's corpse at the funeral parlor where Blackula is lurking in the background. Uh, and uh, we meet Dr. Thomas. Hello, Dr. Thomas. Oh, oh hello. Hello. Hot, 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 hot as yeah. well. Holy goodness. He also, I would like to see them both in a Shakespeare play, these guys. Oh, um, yes, he yeah. Be, definitely, he could be his Banquo. I'd be into it. Right? Oh, God. Okay. Dreamcasting. I love Dreamcasting. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite hobbies. Okay, this is great. This is why we love the show. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so he they show up and they're checking oh, out the body. Can I just but, say, yes. I'm sorry, that Dr. Thomas works for the Scientific Investigation Division of, of what? Right. <laughs> of, of of what he what? seems to work in tandem with the police as we see as that things develop and he's at the police office a lot but we're not sure what that really means it's like are you like modern day van helsing like what is really mm. the thing going on that's what i wondered too oh interesting yeah i just thought it was like the most vague like it sounds fancy but where are you actually working I don't know, but I like that. It was just kind like, of a... We couldn't get the rights to an actual name of a place, so we're just going to pretend. I don't know. We're make something up that sounds vaguely like important. Um, but before uh, Dr. Thomas gets her Luva, um, it looks like Luva, um, Tina shows up and she's wearing this beautiful like oh purple like God. little hooded cape thing of like velvet. But it's a mini cloak. Yeah, it's like, a little mini cloak. So she's got like a mini skirt and these cute purple heels. I was like, this whole outfit, Julia, I can't imagine you wearing those shoes oh, and that little God. cloak. Like we need to get someone can. OK, I'm going to put it out there. Someone make us this outfit because I would Please. wear it. You would wear it. I think we yes. would both wear these cute little purple cloak. A hundred percent. Because I've, I've never been interested in a cloak before. But then you make it a mini cloak. And I was like, oh, hot damn. Know. Right. And it's like fitted and cute. I was like, it's maybe very cute. The tailoring on it's impeccable. But then we get this great moment because we don't see her face as she walks in and we don't the audience doesn't know right away that this girl looks exactly like a Dracula, uh, Blackula's deceased wife, Luva. And she pulls her hood down and he sees her. And he's like, oh, he sees her through the curtains and his eyes get all big. And he's like, oh, my goodness, my Luva has come back to me. So he's like already transfixed with her. Yes, and oh, and I am as well. Vanetta McGee comes. is stunning. She is so beautiful, and I love that they didn't name her Mina. They're like, no, no, it's not Dracula, it's Blackula. So it's not Mina, it's Tina. Tina. Okay, okay. Bye bye. Perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> so she leaves, and he gives chase because he's so transfixed by her, but doesn't he doesn't mean to scare her? Like I think he he just is, just can't believe that it's her so he's chasing her and she freaks out so she drops her purse well, he's like she's gonna know me right like he thinks like we already have this connection like it's definitely her like she looks it looks just like her sounds just like her so yeah 
I didn't see that uh, he was going to get hit by a taxi. I didn't see that coming. When I mean, you're like, oh, oh. Surprised Goodness. the fuck out of me, too. I was like, oh, my God, great. And But also, not just any taxi, though, he's getting hit by. He's getting hit by this hot, leather-clad, like, taxi lady, Juanita. Oh. Ha, ha, her ha, ha, her ha. sass is off the charts. I am living for it. I want her spinoff. I'm like, what is her life other before she has this moment? Because it's great. She seems like the coolest cab driver you're ever going to meet and just like so beautiful. Her hair is perfect. Like her little cap. I want that like I want this outfit as well, clearly, because I want that little cap and that <laughs> she has it jauntily to the side. <laughs> hey man, this could be your Halloween costume. You're it's Juanita so Jones in the taxi outfit, but you're also a vampire. And... Okay, done. <laughs> I think I could do that. I honestly think that. Okay, thank you for the idea. Okay, great. You're very welcome. So, yeah. So he gets so she hits him and like they have a moment and she's like, hey, man, like go like because he saw her chasing this girl. She's like and she has this moment where she's like, oh, shit, I tossed and hit the wrong guy. Like he's looking at me like I'm a meal and this is not good. And she tries to get him to back the fuck off. But now he hungry. He's been in that in that coffin a long time. So and I love that every time he feeds, he roars. He's just got this big roar. As he, like, <laughs> yeah, like that. <laughs> It's so good. I'm also my microphone, Sierra. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it for the back. <laughs> I am I'm confused uh, by the triangle patches of hair on his cheeks. I don't know what that's about. It kind of does do skew a little werewolf when he turns, right? Like that's mm-hmm. like his, one of his telltale signs. But that's how you know he's about to like attack or be like on like the uh, offense right and versus him being like normal life where it's like he's clean shaven and he looks like normal so i guess that's like that's his how he vamps out okay everyone vamps out on their on terms and i'm okay with that so right, Dr- some people get that weird face thing like buffy the vampire slayer thing oh, where like right. the crunchy forehead like there's different ways people like want to like denote like, contacts yeah, that they're in their vamp state. So this is how they do it in Blackula, which makes sense because like a black man five o'clock shadow is a real thing, you know? You never know. <laughs> <laughs> so Dr. Thomas goes to the morgue. Uh, he sees Juanita Jones, the cab driver, uh, and finds the bite marks on his neck and just laughs and goes, ah, that's ridiculous. But he had just seen them on Bobby and he also thought that was interesting because he noticed Bobby's blood had been drained from his body and he's like, this body's weird and the hand had moved and some stuff had happened to him. Uh-huh. And like the uh, undertaker at the at the uh, mortuary that Bobby was at was like, oh, like, it's all good. Like, um, things, sometimes it's reflexes. I didn't actually embalm this body yet. You're just looking at a viewing like he's fresh in. And so he's like, wait, uh, if he's not been fully embalmed yet, why is... He, he the body looks very weird and very suspect it doesn't quite look full dead uh and bobby and billy's files go missing in the police force which i had assumed in this movie was the work of blackula but i don't think it is i think the files just really go missing i don't, I don't think there's like a nefarious they undertone. seem like really bad at it and then also i think it's interesting because dr thomas accuses lieutenant pete like about like oh he's like hey you guys are bad at handling black people cases. And he's like, well, Billy's not black. And it's like, well, he's gay. And I also feel like that's part of the problem. Like you guys are like racist and homophobic here. And you guys are not taking the time and care on this case. And you guys didn't really do a full investigation. Right. I don't believe. So that's why I want to see these files. And so there's a lot of suspect stuff of like, hey, um, getting that like culturally, this is possibly an issue as well. So we uh, go right to a fantastic 70s nightclub with 
the Hughes Corporation performing like it ain't nobody's business. I mean, wow. They're performing so hard. I know. Like, they are going so hard. I was like, this is like extra. It reminded me of seeing like Earth, Wind and Fire because I feel like the basis from Earth, Wind and Fire, that's how hard these people, if anyone's ever seen them, look it up, take a moment, take a pause, look up an Earth, Wind and Fire like live performance and check out their bass player. That's how hard these people are going. <laughs> I'm so into her. her little outfit was so, so cute. Uh, and, and the song so- they're singing, look out, look the other guy when he come by you, look out for that other guy when he look the other way when that guy comes for you. So it's like a warning song they're getting as they're all boogieing down in this club. I love that. It's it's like the crazy Ralph message via the Hughes Corporation. Why yes. just go crazy Ralph? I mean, it, it's giving you warning signs right there. They are they are telling you exactly in song, but that's actually a perfect like that's very black. My friends and I were joking about that, not joking, but like it is very common. Like I feel like any play I've ever been in, if you're like the black performer in the play, like nine times out of ten, you're gonna get asked to sing. And if it's a black play, especially someone singing in the show, yeah. <laughs> like it's like there's always gonna be like a music component. But as Julie always says too, every movie is better with a music number. That's true. Gotta have it. I am I am on dance board. number, music and number. I- gotta gotta be done. Can we please time travel and go to this nightclub because I'm with the fancy cocktail waitress little uniforms. I mean, I grew up in Las Vegas, so this is like, ah, looks very familiar. It's very Vegas me. lounge. It's super yes. Vegas lounge. Um, I, I adore it. And then you got all these groovy people in there, just like the, even the like extras that are dancing on the dance floor, like all look cool as fuck. Like I honestly do want to go back in time to this party. It looks really, really fun. And the set looks really, really fun. So Blackula um, Ma- shows up. Yeah, he shows up. And I, I mean, it is a strange turn, right? Because you're like, she was she was being chased by that dude. And then that dude shows up at her party. Um, and no, Michelle's party, I'm sorry. And she's into it. And I think it just has to be hypnotism like straight away because there's no way anybody would, if I got chased by a man and that man showed up where I was, uh, no. But he's also re- in the, under the guise of returning her purse. So he seems like a good Samaritan. And then he also is like apologizing like, hey, you're like you look just like someone else. I know I'm so sorry. Like you, I didn't mean to scare you. Um, I just was, you know, wanting to talk to you. I didn't know that I was going to freak you out. And so it's also kind of this interesting moment, I think, of like, um, you know, like, hey, like I'm a brother you didn't even need to be afraid of kind of a moment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Though, like it's like I wasn't trying to attack you. I'm sorry if that scared you. And I think she feels I think the reason she feels that remorse is because she's like, oh, my God, I like prejudged you. Right. Like you, you're speaking to me right now and I hear you speak and you sound like this like Shakespearean actor to me. You know, what I mean, he sounds mm-hmm. like the nicest man. Right. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, fuck, I really like thought you were a thug in my brain kind of a thing. Like I feel like her going through like that kind of process. So I feel like that's why she almost like overcorrects herself. Part of it's hypnotism, but I think part of it's just like genuine remorse for like, Oh my God, I literally thought you were this beast. It kind of is, but, but I misjudged you. So she invites him to come hang out at her sister's birthday party that they're having. And mama Walde, uh, all of a sudden just, you know, orders champagne for the table, French champagne. And he is fancy as fuck. And they're like, Oh shit. Okay. Like, you're not a robber guy. You're like, you're a fancy champagne drinking like dude. But then he also skips out before uh, the check arrives. Doesn't pay? Yeah. So <laughs> uh, that's going to need, needs to be my trick. I need to like slide in. You order some champagne, you drink some. And like, carry on for the table. <laughs> and then you're like, out, see ya. Um, and uh, we meet uh, Skillet, who uh, we see Skillet twice in this movie. 
their relationship to this man never explained just somebody they know at the club we assume but he is well he seems to like tina so that's part of it and he also likes nancy he likes everybody so he's like their resident friend who just likes to hit on all the ladies at the at the at the club i think i want his i want his side side story like a spin-off a skillet spin-off because he feels like he's getting into some adventures skillet and juanita adventure ooh, ooh. i feel like that would be like, I feel like they got a fun team up back there yes. and like how she like ended up driving the cab or something mm-hmm. like they were probably dating. I got a full backstory now in my uh, brain for them. Yes, I'm into this. I will watch this 100 percent. You can just you just write that movie. You're like, hey, it's we'll the Black Hill like spinoff right? you didn't know you needed. But here it is. <laughs> but his yeah. his tagline for Mama Wade is one strange dude. Yeah, he's so, like, man, that man. But he likes the cape. He's like, man, that guy's got style. But. He's real strange. A one strange dude. Uh, we have uh, maybe my favorite scene in the movie where you have uh, Nancy, who is the cocktail waitress, who goes home to develop pictures in her skimpy little cocktail waitress outfit, drinking Coors out of a can. Well, it's so hot. <laughs> She's really hot. Like she and I get why Skillet was like was trying to hit on her so hard before she left. And she's like. Uh uh-uh. uh, he's like, she's like, I gotta go to the dark room, and she's like, other things might develop if you join me, and I was just like, oh, this line oh. for the kids that don't understand film developing, um, young children, <laughs> if you're but listening, beautiful lady developing pictures in a skimpy outfit, drinking cores. I I didn't know I needed it, but I did, and it made my day. Honestly, correct. And so, but she discovers as she's developing this film, as she would, if this is Dracula, he freaked out and left because she was taking pictures. That's why he abruptly left. So he probably would have stayed and helped pay for the thing, but he had to leave because this lady's taking pictures. And you know, if you're Blackula, Dracula, you can't have pictures taken of you because you're not going to show up in the picture and people are going to freak out. And she does. Mm-hmm. So he, he comes, roars and gets her and just uh, takes him takes her down pretty good and then and he uh, ruins co- the photos but he doesn't ruin the negative so he's left some evidence without knowing he's left evidence but a yeah. cop sees nancy stumble out of her house yeah uh, and this is great because it's this you think oh she just got bitten right so she comes out and she's saying help me and she's staggering around uh but it's all a ploy because when he comes up she snags him and crunches him it's like that's pretty good you turn into a vampire pretty instantaneously in this universe and then are gonna and you're use a helpless that. lady yeah to lure them in very nice she's a honey trap she is a honey trap and i love that it's the little old white cop who comes to help her and you're like "Uh oh oh no and i was like is he gonna help her as like this is gonna be dicey who knows but it's it's great so um now dr thomas we have a research scene uh he's like figuring some stuff out because he's like no things are weird because he'd gotten a call that bobby's body has gone missing and he's like wait uh that's not good um, and so he's doing research and he's got books on ghouls and vampires and he's got Michelle has brought him all these all these books. And she's like, what are you really really going to read all these things? And he's like, yep. And he looks up a, a book called The Dead Ones mm-hmm. and he's learning some things real quick. And we got this. Uh, we shouldn't overlook. We have Michelle being a lady in STEM who's just working real hard as well, which is great. I love that. It's just it's it's not mentioned much, but you'd see her there, and she's there. And she's clearly she's doing on science, yeah. And she's clearly on his level. Like the more he can involve her, the more she'll help because she seems. Um, I like that everybody seems smart in this movie. That like nobody's making super stupid choices. They're doing the things they think they need to do, and it's a horror movie because they're going to make some stupid choices. But 
Or they're not going to be hip to it right away, but they're figuring shit out and you know they are. And like, you're like, oh my God, these guys are great. Yeah, everybody's like, you know, yeah, it's brilliant. Um, And I do love them as like a power couple because like they're also like just as smart as they are. They're also Mm -hmm. like so hot for each other. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, he uses that to be like, hey, we're going to go dig up a body in a grave. And she's like, no, baby. And he's like, no, 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 we're going to do this. And she's like, okay, fine. (laughs) And he like, like, he like hypnotizes her almost just as much with his like science mind, right? Do you think do you think that uh, uh, someone could hypnotize you enough to dig up a grave? I mean, I would just do that anyway because I'm curious. <laughs> but like, I don't think you'd have to work that hard. <laughs> nope i don't I don't know if I got that in me, man. Like the really? digging part, yeah, but the opening of the thing, no, I don't think so. Mm-mm. Okay. I don't know though. If Elijah would asked, you know, the stranger things have happened. Seriously, Stranger Things. I think I think there'd be a lot of people who could get you to dig a grave, Julia. Oh my goodness, you make me sound so easy for grave digging. <laughs> no, not that not that it's like your hobby, but like I think it could be negotiated amongst some other things. So anyway, Mama Waldi and Tina are hanging out at a, at a um, at Tina's place. She invites him in. Uh huh. He's like, "May I come in?" And she's like, "Yeah, of course." And I like that he lays it out for her and just tells her the truth. And it's like, "Hey." This is what happened. I was hanging out with Count Dracula, protesting the slave trade. Uh, you look exactly like my wife. You're part Join of the Ibani tribe. The, like that's. I think there's something about him talking about that too. That she like feels that connection immediately too. Of like, because I think that's um, very part of the Black American experience of trying to figure out where the fuck you came from and what tribe. Like someone coming and telling you this is the tribe you are and this is what you, who you like. I know you. I know your people. It's like <sighs> her heart. Uh huh. And he, she isn't sure as you would be. That's a lot to lay on a person. Uh, and she's, but he says, I will not take you by force and I will not return. So you're like, you have to choose right fucking now. And you're like, Jesus, give me a, give me I a didn't minute. realize he was going to do an ultimatum so fast. I was like, what the, what the, okay. Give a, but give a lady some time to think about it, man. Yeah. And he's like, I've lived again only to lose you twice. And he starts to walk away knowing that, you know, she's not, but she, says no actually i'm i'm into it i like you you're hot i feel a, a deep connection to you literally immediately and she invites him to freaking stay and that's a beautiful moment but i'm also like why is he so sweaty unless <laughs> 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 they hug and embrace in this moment he's like really really sweaty yeah, like it was, was hot it too hot in his cape <laughs> that's i mean that's the thing about fashion right it's like beauty knows no pain you it, you may look immaculate but you're also probably going to be hot as fuck in that cape yeah, so I think so. We get Michelle and Dr. Thomas who are digging up Billy's. This uh, fantastic just come screaming out of your grave and like attacking immediately. Very nice. I was into that. Yes. So Billy rises immediately as soon as they hit that hit that coffin and Michelle loses it. She's like, holy shit, that guy's alive. That guy's alive. And he, and then um, Dr. Thomas, you know, he's like, no, 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 no. He's not actually. And he stakes him through the heart because he's been reading the books. He did the research sequence. He mm-hmm. was ready to be a slayer as soon as he got over there. And she, he's like, no, 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 honey. Like that guy's definitely was dead. And she's like, oh, that's why you were reading all that stuff. These, I, I wouldn't have believed it if I didn't see it. He's like, yeah, that's why I couldn't tell you really because you wouldn't have come with me and you also wouldn't have believed what we were about to see. See, now there you go. If someone invited me to dig up a glaive and they're like, oh, there's a vampire inside, then I'd be like, oh, well, maybe. Maybe I'll go. But I just want to be a vampire. I want to be a vampire. So So that's why you're like, I want to go get turned? Yeah, please. I'd love it. So we, uh, Sam, who is so incredibly cute, who is uh, Alicia Cook, who is our coroner, 
who has a hook for a hand inexplicably, don't know why, uh, but he ends up getting chomped by Juanita because Dr. Thomas tells him to take her out into the normal room temperature out of the freezer, thaw her, thaw her out, and then lock the door and don't go inside. Uh, but she comes screaming out of that door. This is probably the best shot of the movie, and I think this is one of the ones that I think is used a lot, like when people are using clips for this movie. It's so iconic. She comes roaring out of that freaking morgue, running down the hall with her like wild hair at this point, the fangs out. And like she's in like the like little like gown that they have her in, you know, in her like medical gown and comes charging at the camera. This shot is so freaking cool. Yeah, it's really great. So poor Sam. uh, But Dr. Thomas and uh, Lieutenant Peters show up pretty soon after because he's called his boss now and is like, okay, I got proof now. I can, I know what's going on. So they go in. Sam had been warned and warned and warned and warned though to lock the freaking door. And he's like, I'm telling you, don't uh aha me, Sam. And like, he knew it's like Dr. Thomas kind of knew like he was going to fuck that up. Yeah. Poor Sam. Uh, (laughs) And he, do we see Sam come back? Not in this moment. No, I don't think so. We just not the, right now. He doesn't come back till later. I think at the end. Um, oh, oh, at the fight. Th- oh, at the big at, fight at the end. At the big fight when the all bunch of them arise. But Juanita gets burnt in the sun right here, though, and so sad. Uh, and we we have this great talk now where Mama Welde comes back to the club, and her and Tina are uh, him and Tina are obviously together now. Uh, Michelle and Doctor Thomas. Doctor Thomas pretty much knows that he's the vampire and so kind of pushing it in his face to see how he's going to react. He talks about vampires multiplying geometrically, which I like very much. Uh, and of course that uh, Mama Wade would drink a, a Bloody Mary. Yes. He spot on. Very nice. Uh-huh. Uh, so he starts grilling him about vampires and what he thinks about him. And he's, it gives very uh, neutral answers, I guess, back as if you're educated about it, but not to have no They're having a, a scholarly conversation about the they occult, are. right? And mm-hmm. he's like, would you be into that? He's like, yes, I'm very into the occult and, you know, black magic, if you will, and the black arts, um, which I love. I was just like, yes, talk about the black arts, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then Skillet, again, is like, you're a strange dude, like talking about all this stuff. I don't know. <laughs> so Dr. But then Thomas- we realize Nancy's been missing, too. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Thomas goes to see if she can find her and finds the negative that was left behind of the picture where he was black. It was not in the picture. Um, so he's starting Tina. to, so he yeah. knows for sure now. So he uh, confirmation bursts yeah. in on Mama Wada and Tina kissing uh, and they end up having a, a big chase scene now that he's escaped and they're trying to find him. Uh, all these cops show up, just part of the fight now, shooting him with no avail. Well, yeah, because Lieutenant Peters is like, he's like, okay, we're going to have to like have all these guys on the street. So they all, all of a sudden decide like they're going to have like as many cops as possible. Basically, all cops are on call. Doesn't matter who, where. Um, but they are not equipped for this battle and they don't really know what they're up against. These are guys doing their regular cop stances. But you can't do that with the supernatural. And Mama right. Walde can turn into a bat and he starts doing shit like that and flying away. And you're like, nope, never going to catch that bat. Nope. Just bat the heck out of there. So, so he ends up yeah. killing a cop uh, and they end up f- heading to the warehouse where he had originally emerged, uh, the, the gay couple's the warehouse. Where the antiques are stored, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they end up walking into a vampire lair where they have all been, a trap has been set. He has moved his coffin because he had tipped him off at the nightclub. He knew it was him. So now Mama Walde's got another plan and they're just going to have a giant vampire battle. Very satisfying vampire battle actually bigger than i was expecting and i was like well hell yeah 
a bunch of full body burns, Matt Dinan, full yeah. body burns. Like <laughs> shout out to our friend, Matt Dinan, who loves a full body burn. But like there was like a lot like I was like, OK, like I did not anticipate like legit full body burns. And then the fight we're getting in this moment. So these vampires are coming at them. And I love that it's mostly Dr. Thomas. Lieutenant Peters is rendered useless. He's just like, and Dr. Thomas is like, I will save you little, little white Lieutenant man. I got you. <laughs> I got this. And he's like fighting and just going for it. Um, and he's figuring out like what's available. So he sees the antiques that are there and there's these like oil lamps that are out and about that have been burning. So he's going to use these um, to like create like little Molotov cocktails and like go at these guys. Uh, and Tina, meanwhile, uh, he, uh, Blackula gets her, lures her out. But of course they just follow her and now she's just leading them straight to him. She's the bait now. Yeah. They're like, don't, don't apprehend Tina. Like the cops like are like, you know, over their, um, over their radios and stuff like that. Like just follow her so we can figure out where the heck he is. Cause that's, you know, she's the bait now. So she, uh, ends up following, um, and ends up in this like sewer system thing basically where he's at. So um, it's like an electric, I don't know, electric slash whatever. It's some sort of water and power station, industrial station, right? Uh, and they end up, they, they have a, a moment of, of reconciliation and then uh, she is shot by a cop and uh, dies. And so he's a dying. A misguided so- cop. So he's like seen, basically he's had to see his like partner die twice. And now he realizes this curse that Dracula put on him is really, really to see another partner die again, right? He's like always going to be forever alone. He's like, fuck, this is never going to be good. Like, I'm always going to be cursed. Even though I found her, I'm still going to be alone because now she's dead again. So he decides to turn her because, you know, as you can, um, while well, she's and dying. That's, that's really the only very twilight of him. It is very twilight. And there, there's no other choice really to say that she dies or she's, and she's so, you know, saving her in a way. Uh, and now he is, furious so he just screams at them and comes flying at them he's frying cops on electrical boards and chucking them down staircases uh it's, yeah, the stair falls were good i was like okay yeah yeah you don't, you don't good, see a good a multiple person stair fall very much no it was three like cops like on top of each other getting shoved down the stairs i was like very very effective very good uh I, I stunt work in this movie yeah i agreed i bet that's a dangerous stunt um like it. so they end up finding tina Staking her right through the fucking heart. I'm like, why would you leave her alone, man? Why would you leave her well, alone? Well, he left what her in doing? his coffin as well. And I was like, you knew they were looking for you in your coffin. Why would yeah. you put her? But it was almost daylight. So they were also contending with that. So he's like, I have to put her somewhere. Sure. But there's like, so. a, you're in a huge industrial warehouse. Just find a room with no windows and fucking chuck her in there. Uh, this was his one slip up as Blackula right here. You're like, Mortal oh, no, fall. No. Mortal right. flaw, right? But it's going to have to happen because of the curse. Like, there's probably no good idea he would have at this point. Yeah, and he's furious and in sort of a rage state, so I'm sure not yep. thinking correct. Uh, but he's so despondent, like you think he's he's determined to kill everybody, and then that happens, and it's just like all the life goes out of him, and he's just done. He's just like, okay, well, I give up. And see, so this is the thing about vampires is like people are like you want to be a vampire, you're cur- cursed to immortality. You don't realize what a curse that is. I'm like, yeah, but as a vampire, you can commit suicide any fucking time. Just go in the sunlight. Like it's not really like you're immortal. You got out. Yeah, there are ways to there are ways to take yourself out. So he does it. He does the hardest thing you can ever do. And he decides to walk up into the sunlight. He climbs the ladder, the stairs up uh, to the roof uh, of this uh, building, this industrial building. And he walks into the sunlight and it's a painful, painful thing. And then, uh, you know, uh, Dr. Thomas gets to come up and see this guy and he's his face just turns into 
maggots and grossness and so gross, so beautiful, so gross, oh. so beautiful. Yeah. Oh. And then you just go freeze frame. It's face melts off and then it's just Yay. like bones. And that's oh, how you Blackula's end this movie. Dead. Poor Blackula. He just wanted so to be sad. loved, guys. He just literally just wanted love and he wanted his his his, his luva back. Now, I know that people write this movie off as just like black exploitation, and, you know, it fits the bill in the fact that it's like a low budget 70s movie. But I think it rises above that. And I think that it really is making something cooler out of the Dracula story than that's already there, I guess. It gives it a lot more heart, literally. Like, do you know what I mean, though? Like the other Dracula stories, I feel like, yes, there's like, quote unquote, a love story, but it's not like a burning love. Do you know what I mean? Like you genuinely feel like he wants to be reunited. Like there's something about like wanting his nobleness of wanting to like free his people. Like that's where he starts. So it's not like he started off like as this like evil person. He was actually on his way to go do something really good and then got cursed. Right. Right. And so it's him contending with that curse of like, Hey, like I really am a good person. I really was trying to do something good for my people. And then this all literally my world went to shit. Right. And to try to be stopping slavery and then become enslaved yourself is, you know, a pretty pointed thing as well. So let's get some gore factor. Uh, One is not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two is a puddle of blood. Three is enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four is a bathtub of blood. And five is run for that barf bag. We give this a two, a puddle of blood. Not a lot of gore in this movie, but you do get a little, some arm gash and some blood out of mouth and stuff like that. Next stuff, you know, vampires, vampire life. Um, but it's not, and it's also that seventies, like not super scary blood. Uh, when like you get a little Arge- bit of it, Argento kind of like orangey kind of blood, which I love. Yes, yes, very much so. Very cool. Um, movie rating zero to five chainsaws. One, if you're desperate. Two, barely qualifies as a horror film. Three, seen worse, seen better. Four, not too shabby. Five, fantastic oracle. This is a four point five for me. I love this movie. I think it's super fun. Um, it is camp, which I love. I was surprised by some of the themes that, you know, are, are just revisiting. So I was like, oh, yeah, like some of the themes that happen in this movie are really um, still very present to this day. Um, and I really love that about it. I give this movie a four. Not too shabby. I really enjoy it. It's fun. It's got everything I want in a 70s movie. You got the Hughes Corporation rocking out in a nightclub scene. You got a, a mini cloak, ver velvet purple mini clerk cloak. You got his voice. Like this just gorgeous man. Got that it's- dark room scene that I still can't mm-hmm. stop thinking about, honestly. Yeah. So well done. And so yeah. like, because it's so scary to be in a room like that by yourself. I love a good dark room scene, I guess, in a movie too. Very effective in horror. I want to um, see a dark room super cut. I wonder if that's up out there. I'm sure it is. If not, please make it. Okay, yes. great. Let us know if you find it. Send us the link on our on our internets. We're on the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, Patreon. Uh, we have a Teespring store. Check us out in all those places and, and let us know if uh, you've seen the Darkroom Supercut somewhere out on the internet. Um, or if you make one, let us know. We'd love to, we'd love to shout it out. Um, yeah, and we love yeah. talking to you. So anytime you want to say hello, we would love to say hello. Uh, you can also give us uh, ratings and reviews on iTunes and those kind of places that will help other people find us, which would be superb. So next week, we're going to be talking about a film that I'm so surprised we haven't done yet. Uh, it's like is- one of my favorite movies. I'm so excited. Okay. What are we going to do? We're going to be doing Get Out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I'm right here. I don't want to leave. Oh, you got to get out sometimes. And so uh, we're going to do that. I'm so pumped uh, to talk about this film uh, with you next week, Jules. I am as well. We will see you next week, kids. Have a good one. Stay safe and healthy. Stay scared. 
be a good final boy or girl. You watch out for those signs if you need to. Yeah. Oh, we didn't talk about how we're going to get out of this movie. What would we do to get out? We just oh. not get hypnotized. I mean, it depends on whose whose purpose you're looking at. As Blackula or as Tina, how do you? And you just want to get vamped anyway, so you're yeah. you're not no good for the situation. Yeah, because I'm you like, know what oh, Julia's please. gonna do? She's gonna lean in and get vamped. Yeah. I'm probably gonna try to get out of there um, and find a cute outfit. All right, thanks guys so much. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>